0: Snap, we have a sponsor. I want to be clear, this is a cool sponsor, and you should you really should just go check them out. Like legit. Bustedtees.com. They have a huge selection of geeky hats, t-shirts, stickers, and socks. Themes from Star Wars and Star Trek to Harry Potter, Pac-Man, Back to the Future, other video game references, just all kinds of geeky, cool culture. You're definitely gonna find something there that speaks to your inner geek. Here's the deal. At checkout, you're going to see a spot to enter a code. Type in my name, that's Jason, followed by the number 25945. That's Jason 25945. Get a pretty sweet discount. There's a link over on the website or head over to BustedTees.com and enter Jason 25945 at checkout. BustedTees.com Designs that pop culture.
1: We're not bringing back Brown Under. <laughs> Gentlemen,
0: let's broaden our
2: minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape?
1: Our mixtape raise the roof the Come along and laugh with our mixtape. welcome, welcome, welcome. So come on and listen to our mixtape. Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape, and now the music finishes. Enjoy your bunch on sandwiches.
0: Alright, welcome back to the show. I, of course, am Jason Emmett.
1: Um, Twisted Kid Mac Damn, daddy. <laughs> Damn, Daddy's fanged off <laughs> I love Didn't this
3: Didn't know how that one was gonna I go I love this point. show
0: so much, you know <laughs> <laughs> It's like, we used to We used to fuck up every Close, every closing Stay awesome, and now we fuck up Oh no, we still do Now we <laughs> fuck up every now No, we intro. nailed it the other day, man We nailed it, we got dead on But now it's the intro, we fuck up every week <laughs> <It's> So good <laughs> Remember, remember when I like hit the... Hey,
3: at least we're fucking up something. We're staying con- somewhat consistent.
0: Yeah. We're pretty consistent about our fuck-ups. Now we're going to have to get it right so we can fuck up our fuck-ups. Do you figure out what that means, just let me know.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hell yeah. A
0: we, have a, we have a good one this week. I'm really stoked, actually, to get started on this. And we will. We're going to get started in just a second. But before the fun stuff comes to business. Uh, we have a website. We have a website. It is themixtapepod.com. You can head over there. Uh, that'll get you to everything you need to get to. Uh, we also have swag available on that site. Uh, we also swag, have swag, a swag, swag. Swag, swag. we also have a link to our sponsor <laughs> because we have a sponsor. Bustedtees.com is our sponsor. You probably heard them on the beginning of the uh, episode here. Please go check out Bustedtees.com. Uh they're really cool, man. Uh I know we've sold some stuff through there. We've bought some stuff through there, so go over and check it out. And then at checkout, you can type in my name. I think it's all in caps, by the way, in one word. Jason 29545. And you get like a cool discount. So we'd appreciate that. Hey, we also have a TikTok. You can go over to TikTok and check us out on TikTok. We are just uh the mixtape podcast, as far as I know. I don't know if you I don't really know how to I assume that's all you gotta do. Uh that's what we show up as uh we are on facebook we are tapeworms fans of the mixtape podcast uh go over and check that out we are on twitter it is mix underscore tape underscore pod we are on instagram i don't know what it is because matt runs that shit i think it's the mixtape it's
1: mixtape podcast with underscores underscores between each word and we have a phone number matt hey guys (laughs) I know I know you love the way I set this up for you. Love the way But you if you'd like me. to call and leave us a nice juicy voicemail or a dry one, that's fine. Just <laughs> do you? Don't leave me a dry one. <laughs> the number that you can call and do that is 513-437-2377. That is 513-heread-77. Hey, he did it right this time. I
0: appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate that so You're much. Yeah. Um <laughs> the other thing we do have, uh, getting ready to launch is our YouTube, uh, site, right? So the thing about that,
2: yeah.
0: we want to uh, kind of push, we are, if you, if you go over to the website there, there'll be a, right now there's a, uh, link to head over to that. We also have that link where we've been sending out on our Twitter feed and it's up on the, uh, Facebook page I think over on Instagram,
1: yeah, it's we we blasted it out and
0: we'll continue to as, do so as it were we uh, are trying to get I guess Matt was saying if we have like 100 subscribers at yeah. launch, we can get a custom URL. So if you listen to the show and you're a fan of the show and you want to help out, that would be great. Uh, if you could go over and go ahead and subscribe to that be awesome. Uh, I've
3: already went over and subscribed to it, waiting for everything to drop.
1: Thank you. Hell yeah, we got it. a little teaser video out right now. There's a teaser. Yeah, so there's a go teaser give that a little there. watch and uh, enjoy that.
3: And just
0: know so. that we have some interesting content that's going to be coming down that channel, and I think it's going to be a lot yes, of fun. We, we have plan big, big plans for the YouTube. It's I be always a really big show. I always said that on. Uh, TikTok, you didn't have to look at our ugly faces, but unfortunately, on YouTube, you will. Yeah, you're gonna have <laughs> you're to. You will, yes, and some others probably. We've got some really cool things planned for that. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. It was a lot of fun talking to Dennis. He was a really cool guy. The Smithereens are a really cool band. So if you if you uh, haven't listened to him in a while, you should definitely go check them out. They're great. You know, it's funny because we when we talked to Dennis on that episode, and he talked, uh, we talked about the fact that. Um, that uh, Kurt Cobain had said the smithereens were a, a huge influence on him. And then I went back and listened to, to smithereens, and I'm like, oh, God, I hear it. Like, I totally hear it now. And I never really paid attention to it before. But there's a lot of, like, Nirvana sound in the smithereens, which is really cool. But go back and listen to that episode, and you'll hear us talk all about it, not to mention another cool David Byrne story. So if you missed that one, yeah. go back and check that one out. Uh, we have some yeah, really the,
3: the David Byrne stories seem to be pretty uh pretty good with all our all our guests. Yeah,
0: well, you know, David Byrne is magical.
3: <laughs> he's a <laughs> mythical creature.
0: He's just the a cryptic creature known as David Byrne. He's yeah,
3: and as we learned with another person, it's a trifecta. Yeah, of you'll hear the, that today, the Holy Trinity
0: the The trifecta, the holy trinity of 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 people on the show, Weird Al, David Byrne, and Tracy Lords, which you'll hear all about today. That seems to she seems to be popping up a lot too. And uh, you know, I'll leave it at that.
3: Well, I think a lot of things pop. I knew. pop up when Tracy Lords. That's, that's yep. why. That's why
0: I said <laughs> I was going to leave it at that, but I knew somebody wasn't going to be able to. <laughs> um. So this week is a really cool show, guys, like really, really cool interview this week. Um, I'm going to say that we've done lots of interviews and they've been a lot of fun. And there's been people that have been really exciting to talk to. This was amongst those, you know, some of the some of the most exciting, I think. But the energy level of this interview, it was so much fun. Um, Sean was just she was uh, it felt like hanging out with a friend like she was, you know, busting on us and. Laughing with us, I, just really good time with this interview. Um, maybe I was, you know, experiencing it different than you guys, but that's the way I remember it. I remember her telling me that I was her favorite. Oh, I had a
3: great time with the interview.
0: Yeah, remember her when she told me I was her favorite.
3: I, I can honestly say that
1: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't recall that.
3: I don't, that, Jay. I don't, I
0: don't, <laughs> <laughs> You can honestly say what? I feel like Oliver North all of a sudden. I do not recall (laughs) that. I don't recall that, man. I just like that it stopped you for a second. Like, what? No, I don't. You're like, wait, did she? I don't think she (laughs) she said that. (laughs) (laughs) I know Spank Dog was looking forward to this one a lot.
3: And uh, I don't think. And and I was on my. I, I was on pretty good behaviour this time. Yeah, around, you did great. So. Yeah, you behaved really well. I was I, I I tried to be a little bit more professional with her <laughs> than I was with Rhonda.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was there was definitely some geeking out going on with Rhonda Shear, that's for sure. <laughs> uh she Sean was great. This was a, a really fun interview. Um I know we're all fans and I know that Spank Dog's been an Uber fan for a long time, so I know this was one of those things we were really looking forward to um uh in case you guys don't know this this week i mean you you probably saw it in the show title but we got to talk to uh Sean Ysalt from White Zombie and oh my god white zombie i mean seriously yeah what can we say about white yeah. zombie
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
0: that, Matt. I go you, with the
3: Doppler effect again.
0: Matt had to ruin that for us a couple episodes back. That's all we hear now. We hear Rub Zombies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like a race car going by.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh,
0: oh, thanks, Matt. White Zombie. You're welcome. <laughs> um, honestly, like from the first moment I heard these guys, I, I, I was, I was hooked. Uh, these guys, White Zombie. How do you? I mean, they're part industrial, part punk, all metal, right? Um, they're just one of those bands yeah. that I think they. No matter who you are, no matter what you hear, they're going to get you headbanging. Like you're going to hear it, your head's going to start moving. You know, you're, yeah. Uh,
3: so let's tell you a little yeah, bit about I, them. I first discovered them. Yeah, I first discovered them on uh, Beavis and Butthead. Really?
0: I do believe that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> A good place to start
3: because yeah, you know they always show the show the little video clips in there, and I I believe there was a white zombie clip in there, and it was it, it was one of those. I was like, "What the hell is this? This is something new. I'm in." Well, I don't know that people just, we all. You know, I it, mean, it's they, been an amazing ride with them.
0: They were they got pretty big in the '90s, you know, but I don't think people understand that they actually started in like the mid '80s, like 1985. So it wouldn't surprise me if they were on Beavis and Butthead, probably in yeah. earlier, you know, earlier stuff.
3: Yeah, um, they're, I think their first album come out in 87.
0: Yeah, I believe that's correct.
3: I think. Um, make Them Die Slowly, I think was the name of
0: it. So the, the band itself, they actually, and she'll talk about this a little bit, they formed out of New York. They're not all from New York, but they all met up like when they were in art school and stuff. Uh, and then they had a couple of albums in the in the late 80s, but then it was 1992 when they really took off. Um, you you might as well pronounce it because you're much better at saying it. But they're the uh, Spank dog. I'll let you say the name of the album.
3: La sexorcisto Devil Music Volume One. Thank
0: you. We all know if I would have said it, we'd have been playing Billy Squire. So I was just gonna, you know, let somebody else get it. <laughs> um, yeah, you. Just
1: Sorry, I just realized my us. mic was muted, and I've been responding.
0: It's So, <laughs> Why did you mute your mic?
1: Because <laughs> I had to cough. <laughs> I'm like, man, Matt's being really
0: quiet today. He's like, oh, I don't care about any of this shit.
1: <laughs> You're welcome, I guess. <laughs>
0: um, and then, of course, in, in 1995, we had Astro Creep 2000, which is the one that will, you know, really, really long. I mean. These two albums just set these guys off. Once, once these two albums hit, I mean, White Zombie was everywhere. Like everybody knew who they were. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna hear a little bit about the band's origins in the interview. Um, and I have to say, like I said, this this interview was so much fun. Um, Sean, who was she was one of the founding members of, of White Zombie, and she was obviously the bass player for the band. Um, she's great. She was an absolute. Blast for us to talk to um, her stories, her talent. This stuff needs to be out there um, because it, it's fantastic her her art. Um, if you haven't checked out just, her photography, just her personality, yeah, she was, was phenomenal. She really is very approachable. It seems like just an all around cool person. Uh, if you haven't checked out her artwork and her um, photography, we talk about it here. There will be links and stuff. Go check that stuff out as well because she's extremely talented. And like
3: photography is amazing.
0: Multiple areas. She's talented. Like just extremely talented. Um, now we we do know that White Zombie disbanded in 1998. Um, but seriously, you still. I mean, who who doesn't look like if you throw out more human than human or or Thunder Kiss '65 or Dragula? Like who? Somebody people know these songs. Like I, you can talk to kids like they, the band disbanded in like the nineties, but it, you can talk to kids today. And if you say, you know, you start singing more human than human, they know the song. It's one of the really cool things about this band, I think is
1: they, they yeah, it was probably in rock band yeah, or was, guitar hero. Or I was something. talking
3: with a guy. At, I was talking with a guy at work the other day and, and brought up this interview that we were doing. And he's like, uh, I, I he goes, I'm sure I've heard them. I can't remember. And then I played a little bit of Thunder Kiss, and he's like, oh, yeah. He goes, I know who they are. Yeah. And he's like 30. <laughs> you know, okay, well, like there's
0: the no excuse the for him man, so. not have no. just knowing them off name alone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> there's no excuse. He's 30. True. Right. He should have well, known the name.
0: We, we should have just. Yeah,
3: I mean, well, his, his dad was a metalhead, so he definitely had exposure. Did you
0: just him. walk by and slap him upside the back of the head and say, what's wrong with you? Snap out of it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I was not I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> um I, I'm not violent when it comes to work. I tried oh,
0: be- <laughs> I'm so glad you finished that sentence because if you'd have ended with I'm when not violent. The- <laughs> when it comes to little kittens, I'm not violent. Everything else in the world fuck them. <laughs> but I love kittens. Um, this band is infamous. Uh, they hold their spot in metal lore. I don't think there's any arguing that they—they're actually VH1's 100 Greatest Artists of Hard Rock. They listed them as 56th. That's—I mean—that's pretty. You figure Hard Rock 100 spots? That's probably pretty easy to fill. And they made the list, so to me, that says a lot. Uh, yeah. But as I mentioned today, we're going to feature bassist Sean Salt, um, we talked a little bit about her design work, her photography, but she's also an author. We're going to talk to her a little bit about that. She'd definitely check out her book.
1: Uh, I'm in the band. Shut the fuck up. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, I, I'm with the band.
1: I was just reading the notes, man. Just reading the notes.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What he just said is, I let somebody else do the work for me. I let somebody else do the work for yep. me. Yep. <laughs> I do
1: the live research at at, at the time. So.
0: Uh, after the band which broke is how up, we
1: found out about the two to three Grammys.
0: We don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was cool. Uh,
3: yeah, our third third Grammy Grammy nominated band. Yeah, that's really
0: cool. Um, so after we didn't really talk about this a lot in the interview itself, but after uh, White Zombie broke up, she did have a couple other bands. There was there was the famous Monsters and a band called Rock City Morgue. Uh, we do talk about it in the show that she did a uh, tour with the Cramps, which um, he does way better at telling that story than I ever could. So,
3: which was awesome for her because that kind of come full circle for her being a fan of. The yeah, as well. oh yeah.
0: I mean, and like I said, she talks about that a little bit, but it's it's one of those things where they always tell you never meet your heroes. But I've known lots of people that met their heroes and were very happy when they did. So screw that. Sometimes your heroes are dicks. Sometimes they're awesome, but, you know, go meet them because it doesn't Sometimes change. Sometimes
1: you meet them multiple times, and they're different each time. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> we
0: know a couple <clears> people <throat> like that.
1: Yeah, I don't want to say any names in the, the event that we could possibly get them on the show someday. Yeah. would be great.
0: But, but right. you know, they're, it doesn't change. Even if you meet them and they turn out to be an asshole, it may change your perception of them, but it doesn't change whatever work they did that had you, you know, liking them to begin with. So. Just remember, yeah. and sometimes you're you're way impressed, so sometimes it's it's well worth it. Look at us on this show I mean that's what we do. we reach out to our heroes, you know, and uh as we were as we've said to all of them so far, <laughs> we keep waiting to to hit the asshole, but so far we haven't done it so <laughs> <laughs> and just clip
1: that right there <laughs> haven't been able to clip clip something in a while. <laughs>
3: Oh shit! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Yeah, just hit, <laughs> just hit the asshole. That's great. <laughs>
0: that's and that's that's the line we're going to use to lead into the interview. Sh- sorry, Sean. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and kick off this interview uh, with Sean Yassoul. <laughs> we'll come back doing it, uh, say our goodbyes and everything, and uh, yeah, that's it. Hope you guys enjoy. Here is Sean Salt.
4: Hello.
0: Hey Sean, it's Jason.
4: Hey Jason, how are you doing? I'm
0: doing great. I'm going to warn you. <laughs> so there's yep. actually there's three of us on here tonight. And I'll go ahead and give you everybody's names just so you're uh there's myself, Jason, we got Matt over there. Matt, if you want to say hello. And then we have our own Sean, but he goes by Spanky here, and I'm going to warn you about this guy cuz <laughs> he is an Uber fan of yours. So.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, nice to meet all of you. <laughs> Hi
0: Sean, it's a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> Nice he promises he'll try to behave. Um, <laughs> so we've all, all right. we've all Sorry. been
1: had the creepiest laugh ever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've all been doing this show together for a while. And um, we usually only do one or two people on an interview the problem was when I told them we 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 had you coming on, I couldn't get them to decide who was going to sit in on the interview with me. So
3: Yeah, I think we were ready to have a, <laughs> a, a throwdown in the street for the for the interview right. But we we really appreciate you uh, taking some
0: time with us tonight. It's uh it's really cool to have the chance to talk to you.
4: Oh, my pleasure. Thank, thank you.
0: <laughs> well, um, we try not to make it too difficult. We we try not to ask all the same old things, but uh, inevitably we probably will. But I like to start. I like to start at the beginning with everybody, especially when we're talking to uh, musicians. Um, I like to kind of know when did you know you wanted to be a musician, and 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 maybe some who some of your influences were.
4: Well, um, I was playing music before I was. In school, reading the alphabet. My my parents got me in <laughs> piano classes, and I was doing improv, and I was playing in nightclubs at the age of eight years old, doing blues improv with like old bluesmen in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Believe it or not,
0: you were kind of doomed. <laughs> so, uh, you were doomed to be a musician, I've, is what you're saying.
4: <laughs> yeah, I kind of was already a musician. Yeah, the moment I yeah <laughs> the moment I could walk and reach the piano. Um, so yeah, I. I was doing that. I was actually, I had a, um, oh God, what's that thing called? A melodica. I had a melodica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, my sister's friends were very artistic. One of them wrote plays by the age of fifth grade and ended up getting a touring. Uh, show that I played melodica in and had songs and stuff. So, anyway, I was I've kind of always been involved in music, and but I really you know as far as like kind of the direction I went <laughs> later, quit piano and all that, and I ended up in New York going to uh, art school, which is where Rob and I met. But before I met him, I moved up there and uh, went to St. Mark's Guitar, and found like a sixty dollar, Tysco guitar that had a whammy bar on it, and I just wanted to make sure there's a whammy bar on it because i love the cramps i a friend of my parents gave me a big bag of cassettes right before i moved to new york and one of them was was a cramp
2: That's and cool. uh yeah. i
4: just knew i had to have a guitar with a whammy bar <laughs> so uh that was um yeah that was kind of my first foray into things and i ended up uh meeting some of the punks in the east village where i was living and lower east side actually but uh anyway they they had a band called Life. They were they were there's all these factions of punks back then in New York City, you know. So these were the peace punks, <laughs> and they asked me to play uh play the farfisa in their band. So I did that for a very short time, like two gigs, <laughs> I believe. And uh, but it is where I met our future drummer Emily Zombie. So that was uh, pretty cool. Anyway, yeah, I I've like I said, I've been playing music <laughs> forever, so <laughs> sure. that's hard for me to pinpoint that. So
0: you mentioned the cramps and uh, I mean were obviously they were an early influence were there like were you uh, i mean you said you've been playing since for as long as you can remember did you grow up in a house where like you guys listened to a lot of music was there uh, you know music around you a lot
4: oh uh, yeah oh yeah no my my dad was constantly blasting like the rolling stones and and <laughs> you know beatles and yeah it was it was a very uh <laughs> musical household. <laughs> Yeah, my parents were kind of, well, uh, they were teachers, but they were, you know, they were kind of hippies and, <laughs> and all that.
3: So, um, so you, so you had yeah, a lot of influences from many genres of of rock and roll and different different genres of music as well, correct?
4: Definitely, definitely, but but uh, yeah, but thanks to um, my dad's good friend and student, this guy Russ Boone, he he's the one that. Decided I needed to like learn about all these punk bands, and I mean, Vom, like all kinds of crazy bands were in there, <laughs> that's cool. and uh, it was it was awesome. You know, I I totally absorbed it all, and I got up to New York and started, you know, going every Sunday to hardcore matinees at CBGBs, and yeah,
1: that's really it was, cool.
4: Yeah, pretty pretty amazing.
1: So uh, I'm I'm actually kind of scrolling a little bit. I Noticed uh, you actually toured with one of our previous guests on the show, uh, the Toadies. And actually, Toadies and Everclear both oh, really? show up as Angie played with. I mean, we've had uh, Art from Everclear. And, and Rez.
0: Yeah, we just talked to Rez, Rez a, a couple of weeks
1: ago. Oh, cool. Um, not yeah. to mention the um, amazing Pantera.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we toured relentlessly with them. We were on the same management. Thank goodness. They just kept putting us together, and it was the most fun I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah. Those guys were insane.
0: So I also, never, never I also read that you. So I read that you were a ballet dancer. Is this true? Did you did you do ballet?
4: Yes, yes, I was. I uh, my parents made sure we had all the arts covered <laughs> so, <laughs> so, between uh, playing in smoky blues clubs as a youngster in uh, yeah, theater. Um, I was also in ballet classes and got a scholarship to North Carolina school of the arts to stay all year round after I was like 12 years old. And, uh, I lived on campus was definitely decided, you know, I decided I was moving to New York city and to join the New York city ballet. And then right before my last year, I broke my foot and, uh, for the summer session, um, they were like, well, can't dance. So you're here already. What do you want to do? And I was like, Oh, I'm kind of interested in, you know, the art department and design. And I got in there and a, I had an amazing uh, Michael Avedon, who was kind um, of can't remember if he was like little, little brother to Richard Avedon or what, but anyway, I had an amazing teacher and he Wanted me to switch over, and I, I just realized I was so much happier like, in the art department than I was in ballet, which is just a miserable existence of pain and suffering. So it seems like I, it. Uh,
0: it doesn't seem I like something I'd want to no, do.
4: No, it's terrible. You're just always in pain and bloody toes and things like that. And uh, so I switched, and I met all these kids that listen to punk rock music from all over the country, you know, in the art department, and. I had a great time and then I got a scholarship to go to uh, to go to Parsons for for uh, photography so yeah, so that's how I got up there. But I'm sorry, wait. I think I digressed. What it was What was the
0: question? <laughs> no, we were I was just asking if you if you uh did start in ballet like if you were doing oh, ballet. You
4: yeah. did ask about ballet. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. So you I did it? Do that do yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Digressing is totally fine. That's with what us. we do here.
2: We absolutely,
1: not mind. We actually have One a tendency to go another. off the
3: we go off the rails a lot. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So
1: yeah, oh,
4: yeah. good. Yeah, some, some of our favorite stuff. That's yeah. when it gets that's when it gets fun.
3: We will I Uh,
0: i i'll go off the rails right now we a while back we got we spoke to um steven and he told one of the best stories ever because he went off the rails and it was all about david byrne from the talking heads and so it is totally fine if somebody goes off the rails because we get some of the best stuff ever so (laughs) so you said you you went out there you got you were going to school for ballet and you ended up you know breaking your foot and you had to go off to uh to art school, so I, I guess that didn't really work out for you, huh? you. I mean, that art school thing in New York didn't really pan out, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it's cool. Yeah. What, um, you said your parents were teachers. What What kind of teachers were they?
4: They were both English professors. Cool. Um, my, yeah <laughs> my, my father my father was a Hemingway scholar. Okay. Yeah, he actually wrote the five like definitive books on Hemingway. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> won, oh, that's some, cool. Won, won some awards and stuff. Yeah, he did. He did
0: well. So I think it's uh, my mom was also an English teacher, and I think, and I grew up in a similar household where there were just all sort ar- the arts were always pushed on us. I grew up listening to multiple genres of music, and until I finally developed my own tastes. And uh, I mean, my dad yeah, was great, my, right? Yeah, it was wonderful. And it must just be a thing for f- with English teachers. I think they appreciate the arts a little more. And so they, they really...
4: Yeah. Us in it, it, so. Could, it could be. Well, we got, we got lucky, that's for sure.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it.
3: Definitely. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think we all grew up in, in, in that certain type of household where there was constantly music yeah. playing that really developed us <laughs> to what we are for now. good and <laughs> bad. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> for worse, yeah, yeah. But I, I want to talk to you about your... How could we call it the the diamond, so to speak, White Zombie? Yeah, that that was the band okay. where we found out about about you and and we learned about who Rob was and who who White Zombie was. You know, this band was different than most other sounds out there. You know, it hit at a time when I think people were looking for new stuff. Heavy metal was kind of in that phase where grunge had started to take over. Yeah. And heavy metal yeah. was, was kind of losing ground. And then White Zombie come out of nowhere. I mean, <laughs> I, I know you guys were, were late 80s. You started in the late 80s. But in the 90s is when you guys really found your sound. You know, where did that sound yeah. come from? And maybe some of your influences?
4: I have to say, um, when uh, when Rob and I met, we, we met at Parsons. He was there for illustration. And um, he, he was really into the Misfits and we Makes were both sense. really into hardcore we were we would see each other at the hardcore matinees that's kind of how we met so at, at cbgb so you know there was a lot of that going on but I, I mean i don't know i was i was really into the butthole surfers i thought were awesome okay. i loved um nick cave and birthday party at the time you know it was before he was doing a solo stuff he was doing birthday party which was amazing and um I'm not sure if Rob was with me or if it was before we met, but I, I think I think he was with me when we went to CBGBs for opening the the, the very first time that um, the Butthole Surfers had played in New York City on audition night, and uh, it was just crazy. It was a mayhem, and we we kind of decided we wanted to do something like that, you know, kind of heavy, kind of kind of punk, kind of hardcore, kind of you know, there was uh, with a uh, both with Nick Cave and the Butthole Surfers, there was this very tribal like. Drum thing going, I mean, I mean, Bottle Service had like two drummers going the whole time, and it was, and then they just kind of make some noise over it, you know, (laughs) the guitars would make noise, and and uh, it was kind of the bass and drums holding it together. And we, I had met Ivan when I was in that uh, that punk band, you know, earlier, Uh, so we had a drummer and I played bass, so we just figured if we found a guitarist to make some noise on top, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's kind if you hear our first. So it's not really, I mean, because this guy was actually a very good guitarist, but, so, you, you know, he, he did riff, but we were kind of going for another sound, and that, that kind of starts coming out in the, in the records after the first 7-inch. Yeah, no
0: doubt. No doubt. Like, it's such a unique sound. Going like, through. I don't think we'd... I mean, when... I remember the first time I heard White Zombie, it's like this is totally different than... I mean, there's some metal in there, there's some industrial in there, there's some grunge in there, there's definitely some punk in there, but it... And
3: almost, almost a little bit of that early yes. Rob horror twist yeah. in there as well. And it, it was with really the cool,
0: really cool stuff.
4: Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, I think we definitely had some um, a, a unique combination of influences, and um, that maybe to kind of formed us a bit. Not that it's exactly the music, but of course the um, obsession with horror and horror movies yeah. and all that
2: is
4: kind of all mixed in there. So. That was something I I grew up with, but not to the extent that Rob did. He was very very obsessive. <laughs> Still is. Apparently. He wanted to watch, yeah. I think he wanted to watch Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He had all these cassettes, and like one of them was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of, of course, you know <laughs> <laughs> he'd want to watch that at least once a week. You know. <laughs> I mean,
3: who who so. who can get tired of Leatherface running around go. doing <laughs> the dance at the end of the movie with the chainsaw? <laughs> Do the dance for me, baby. <laughs>
0: exactly so you were i mean the band was together what around 11 years or so right white zombie was together somewhere in that range 10 11 years um
4: um yeah yeah we we started in 86 85 yeah yeah broke up in 96 yeah 11 years i (laughs) would
0: imagine you guys had some crazy experiences um (laughs) can can you tell us like maybe about some of those and also like what what was the uh, what was it like like the creative process when you guys went to write music for the band?
4: Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> the, cre- the creative process was such a pain in the ass. Um, I I would have I would have some riffs sometimes here and there, and uh, you know we go into we go to Brooklyn and go to our drummer's basement, and and he uh, he actually grew up in Brooklyn and lived in a old building there, and uh, so he had a Practice space in the basement, and we'd go down there and be like, "Okay, I got this riff." And then uh, Ivan would start playing something, and Rob, who didn't really uh, write music, he wrote all the lyrics, of course, and he, but he was kind of a conductor of sorts, and he would be like, "No, no, that sucks, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that sucks." Man. It was a process of like getting through like. Ten thousand—that sucks. To be like, oh, okay, this. Well, that's all right, you know. <laughs> it was, and, and that that never ended. That was like, you know, when Jay was in the band in the end, and, and uh, the big records. Like, yeah, it was still like <laughs> <laughs> very uh, painful uh, writing songs, but you know, uh, it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Yeah, it worked pretty it, well. I'd
1: say it worked <laughs> out. I uh, can't l- 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 let me just check the uh, statistics. Three Grammy
4: nominations.
1: Wow, that I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, know I think you guys I'm not sure going. about the
4: third one, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> She's so
1: yeah, like gladly it. take According it. According to the, the <laughs> Grammy website, three nominations. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, apparently, they
4: uh, see, uh, <laughs> uh, apparently, they tried to give yeah, you I'm one.
0: Apparently, they tried to give you one you didn't all even all know all about. It. You might want to give them a call. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Best but metal but performance you know with vocal for Thunder Kiss '65. Best metal performance, more human than human, and best metal performance. I'm your boogeyman. So nice. you
4: got three. Oh, well, that's. Which also makes you the third
1: Grammy-nominated musician we've had on the show. That's cool too.
4: (laughs) Well, well. fun facts. There you
1: go. Enjoy.
4: Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, it was it was pretty good to go. Pretty cool to go to the Grammys. I actually was running late. Um, the one year that we were able. Well, I think we went both years. I think one year was in LA and one it was in New York. So anyway, I was running late and uh, I got there and the doors were shut and I'm trying to get in and my hair is blue at the point uh like it was kind of a baby blue and uh somebody else shows up and starts banging on the door too and and then and then it's a woman and she's going you're fabulous you're fabulous oh my god you're here you're fabulous and it was liza minnelli
0: oh that's awesome
4: <laughs> and <it> was, <laughs> so me and liza minnelli were the late ones <laughs> broke in there that's pretty cool but we'll, we finally got that's um, pretty
0: great. we'll take Eliza's story story i yeah, think that's, that's pretty that's, cool yeah, that's pretty awesome <laughs>
4: yeah I got I got two more little stories about uh, let's see those those uh, those nominations. The uh, it got really long and boring at one point, and <laughs> I saw the Alice in Chains guys, and they're like, "Let's go get a drink." And so we went. We all went out to the lobby. <laughs> well, me and the Alice in Chains guys all went out to the lobby and just had drinks for the rest of the night. <laughs> That's
0: the way to do the Grammys, and then, yeah. And <laughs> it then is.
4: I think that same night, um, I went to after party and. I was somehow friends with Tracy Lords and she was there and um my manager and every other man was just like drooling over her and they uh we walked up. I was like everyone wanted to talk to her and they're like, Oh my god, oh my god, you know her and I was like, Yeah and uh, she's ignoring everyone else and she's like, Sean, come over here and she grabs me and like throws me down in her lap. (laughs) Every uh yeah, our manager was just like flipping
3: out he was like no that's definitely a story to
4: tell (laughs)
3: you ended up in Tracy Lord's lap. lap that's awesome.
4: I think he. I think he wanted to jump in her lap. I bet <laughs> like,
3: him and probably seventy-five yeah, percent of the guys at that yeah. party.
4: And she was wearing some kind of like chainmail dress. Oh yeah. Like you know, twenties, but barely there. Yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. Matt. Anyway, there's yeah, there's lots of good stories. <laughs> Matt,
0: we usually save the one question for. Till I was going to say end. now. Now is the perfect time. She for this just one. opened up. Like, Do
1: it, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you opened up a can of worms you didn't know about. Sorry. Uh, okay, so you mentioned Tracy lords all right so on a previous episode it was Res. we got it, it was Res. Yeah, yeah we got a story involving tracy lords but that is not what i'm about to ask you about <laughs> and the answer okay. to this question can by all means be no i don't but think it is i with really him. hope it's yes i think it is yes with them but go ahead. yeah it might be <laughs> have you had any experience with weird al have you met him anything like that
4: oh no, I've never met oh. him, I'm sorry to say. Oh, the yeah. first
1: no. <laughs> that's a bummer. Oh one. no. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. We're not going to cut this out either because it's that's great. So uh, we t-
4: no, t- yeah. I am I am a fan and uh, I I just saw a preview for a movie. Yeah, who's gonna play him? I can't. Uh, who, Daniel. Radcliffe, I can't who's playing him.
3: Harry Potter.
4: <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it looks it looks like it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. yeah, I'll definitely we, be there to see it.
0: We had to ask because when we asked Rez, so it just sort of, again, came up naturally. All these people had had experiences with, with Weird Al. And when we asked Rez about it, he said, yeah, you know what? <laughs> He's like, I was at, he was at a, a I he think was it was K-Rock, K-Rock Acu- Almost Acoustic Christmas. Christmas. Almost yeah. Acoustic Christmas. And he said he looks over and Weird Al is over there having a conversation with Tracy Lords. <laughs> and and he, <laughs> he said he looked over and said, hey, Weird Al, you're talking to Tracy Lords," And he goes... Yeah, I am. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was
0: that was his whole story, and I, I was like, "That's pretty brilliant." So. You you mentioned Tracy. So now it's we're going to have to start asking everybody if they've had any yeah. um if they've ever met any Tracy, Tracy Lord's,
4: Lords experiences. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I think sp- I think that should be the first question you ask everyone. <laughs> it's the small yeah, world. The whole
1: trinity of the mixtape podcast is David Byrne, Weird Al, and now Tracy Lords. So <laughs> yeah. That's what it's come down to. We'll, ta- we'll take it. It's we, good. We it's might weird. get a fourth so in there and see if anybody has like John Waters. Have you ever met John Waters?
4: No, not besides just asking okay. for his autograph a few times. Okay. You know, <laughs> he's amazing. I love him, and he passes through. Uh, I live in New Orleans. He passes through here pretty often, so he, it's he'll he'll put on a show here and there, and uh, <laughs> get a chance to see him.
0: So you you mentioned New Orleans. Um, do you? I I read that at one time you guys you you owned like a dive bar there that was pretty big on like the you know, the art scene with different bands coming in. Are you guys still doing that? Is that? Do you still have that bar? Or?
4: Um, no, it's, it's funny, though. It's back in the family. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, uh, my husband and I started it. It's called The Saint. And yeah. uh, within the first year, uh, Playboy magazine called it number one di- dive bar in America. So that's that cool. So that was pretty good kudos. And then um, we, I, I just was like, you know, it, it, it's kind of all-consuming when you're yeah. running a business like that. And uh, after six years, it, I was like, okay, let's let's sell this and get back to our lives, you know. And then uh, the guy that bought it uh, had it for a couple of years and then sold it uh, to my husband's little brother. So he's, oh, he's cool. got that, and now he has another. Yeah, he's got another bar called Santos, where he has a uh, really cool live bands, a lot of heavy, a lot of heavy metal and rock bands.
0: So now down, you guys, down in the French Quarter. you can go and you can enjoy yourselves and you don't have to deal with all the other crap that goes along with owning a bar.
4: Exactly.
3: exactly. <laughs> well, if we ever make it down to New Orleans. Yeah,
0: we'll have to check it out. That we'll was, go. That would be really fun, actually. <laughs> uh, Definitely. Yeah, I've, I've heard stories that owning a bar can be really tough, man. It's not like as easy as people, I think, Think it is. It's not like you're in there drinking every night. You're you're running a business, and it can be yeah.
4: Sad. Well, it was actually kind of the opposite. We were just having two- like <laughs> we were like, working we of <laughs> off and having so much fun. <laughs> 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 we're like we're get back to the real world. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> hey True. Sean, I want
3: to I want to go back to the White Zombie days a little bit. I had the I've had the pleasure of seeing White Zombie on tw- two separate tours. I saw. Once on the La Exorcisto tour, and then I saw the following tour, um, Astro Creep 2000 tour. Uh, both mm-hmm. amazing shows. You, I believe that first one was with um, Prong and Godflesh. And the second tour I want to bring up because I actually have a little little story with that one. Uh, you toured with the Ramones mm. on their farewell oh. tour, and it was an amazing show. Yeah. You guys... Both bands tore the roof off the place that night. But uh, the the one great. thing that sticks out about that concert the most with me was I just happened to be down on the floor, and I decided I was going to go crowd surfing. Now, granted, I'm not a small guy by <laughs> any means. And I decided to get up on this crowd and, and go. And I go over the barricade, and I get caught by this bouncer. He kind of catches me in that... Um, in the in the bridal cradle where where you're carrying the bride over the threshold, and as he caught me, <laughs> as he caught me, my left foot lands up on the stage. It gets tangled up in one of the monitor cords, so I've got oh, this man. guy holding me, and I got another another uh, security guard unwrapping my foot. Well, they place me back down on the ground, and I'm walking back to the side to go back out in the crowd, and I just happen to look up, and you're standing above me. And the one thing, the one thing you did that sticks out in my mind to this day, you did that Gene Simmons tongue flip at me, <laughs> and it was just like, "Oh my God, I can die a happy man now." <laughs> it's just out of was, every every show telling, I've I, been to. I that's was probably the,
4: watching the ordeal. That was <laughs> the
3: one moment that sticks out in my head of any concert I've ever been to. <laughs> it just, and I want to thank you for that personal experience. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's great yeah no i i am i probably was watching the whole ordeal and was glad that you made it <laughs> got your foot loose <laughs> yeah that was
3: that was in uh that was in dayton ohio at the nutter center yeah or no wait i'm sorry that was uh. Har- that was hara arena arena yeah it's not not there anymore yeah that was the second show at hara arena i saw you guys on and i just want to point
0: out that Spanky has killed most of his brain cells, so the fact that he remembers that, it must yeah. have been important to him.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've lost a lot of brain cells over the year, you know, a few recreational activities, but, you know, we well, all have our vices.
4: You, know, you, gotta, you gotta live life. There exactly,
3: exactly. I'm 48 years old, and I've earned that
0: right. Dude, I've known you for a long time. I've never heard that story. That's fantastic.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great I story. enjoyed it also. Yeah, and really I,
3: I actually received... Uh, astro creep as a christmas gift one year for my best friend that's cool oh nice yeah he he handed it to me he's like merry christmas i'm like dude that's awesome that's
0: cool
4: i'm gonna guess that was in cd form yes
3: it
0: was (laughs) (laughs) cds what are these things you speak of (laughs) yeah
3: that was that was not vinyl form unfortunately i wish it would have been yeah i think most?
4: I don't think we were I don't think anyone was putting out vinyl then. Honestly, not, I think Not it was, in the 90s yeah. I don't
3: yeah, think.
0: Yeah, it stopped for a long time. It's funny, I think most of us here come from the era where we got to experience well, I I'll, I mean Spanky and I will tell you we we, we experienced A tracks. And uh, we went eight tracks, to cassettes, eight tracks, to CDs, cassettes, yeah. vinyl,
3: yeah, forty-five
1: single, well, yeah. c- single c- c- <laughs> c- CDs, reel to reels. Yeah, I mean,
4: wow, yeah, we <laughs> collect- now it just we collect-
1: gets beamed directly into our brain. That's right.
4: So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big vinyl collector. I started stuff,
4: with cassettes. So. I yeah, I can't go back to eight track, but I, I did have a cassettes <laughs> for a while, and then I remember the first CD I bought. Um, I was walking down St. Mark's in uh, New York City, and went up to the Salms, it was this big record store, and we just got a CD jam box, and I uh, went up there, and I saw this record, it was Pantera, is was behind the counter, it was only five ninety nine. like it was already used or something, <laughs> and I was like, that looks interesting, and I got it, and <laughs> who knew, you know, it would end up being like, our whatever, <laughs> That's one, the of, one of the we biggest, with for yeah. years and years. One of
3: the biggest bands on the face of the planet. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, their name uh, is so so here this day, which I kind of, I,
4: I, I don't know the, yeah, the imagery just kind of grabbed me and the price was right, you know, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I can afford that. <laughs> Let's see what that is. Do you
1: remember which album it was in particular? Cause you said the imagery.
4: It was Cowboys from Hell.
1: There yeah. Oh, okay. Great yeah. Album. yeah. 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 Makes sense.
4: Basically the first one, which, you know, to me at least. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> we're, we're, we're big fans. Sorry, sorry,
0: Spanky had a question to ask, and I looked at him, and then he's like, No, forgot. I blanked it. No
4: fast.
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. you a lot of recreational Don't activities. <laughs> I, I was wondering waiting, what the awkward pause was about. <laughs>
0: oh, God, that was. So. You, you know, you mentioned Pantera, and I mean, you guys obviously you've toured with Pantera, Danzig, Soundgarden, like all kinds of like just massive names. Are th- were there any bands that like stood out to you, like people that you like just loved working with, or you really want to work with again?
4: I mean, you know, I, <laughs> I, I can't say Pantera enough. Really, it was just, That's they cool. were just great. You know, there was our, our we had the same management, so we were already kind of like family. They started us off touring with them, and we just we did so many tours with them, man. They took us to Japan, you know, it's like we we did a lot of touring. So that was, that was great. I mean, that stands out. Um, I love Soundgarden and was thrilled when we got to do a big, uh, tour in Europe with them. It was just amazing to get to watch them every night. They're, you know, all amazing performers. And, uh, I gotta say, Pantera. <laughs> you know, like that's that. fair. <laughs> yeah,
3: we'll we'll take it. Yeah, that's kind very fair. I mean, uh, they had one of the probably one of the best guitar players of the modern age at the time in Dimebag. Yeah. And may he rest in yeah, peace, I, and may Vinny rest in peace as well.
4: Uh, yeah, I really miss Dimebag, and uh, that's uh, that was a special person. <laughs> you know, very special person. <laughs>
3: we
0: ask the question occasionally, like, are there any? anybody you enjoyed working with, and everybody gets kind of like, uh, well, like everybody, we should just start saying, is there anybody you really hated, and you never want, you never want to tour with them? I wonder what like, kind of I, answers you have. I'd like to hear this. Otherwise, you might not get
1: too many answers, but you may get the occasional person who's like, yeah, fuck that
4: guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't remember any, any uh, bad tours. You know? I can't remember anything going going bad with tours. Although i I do remember now it wasn't anything to deal with us, but we did, I don't even know if it was just one show or like, um, I feel like we might've been on a little bit of a tour, like a short tour, maybe with uh, Pantera and Megadeth and Phil, or maybe not just Phil, but the Megadeth and Pantera did not get along. Really? And they had to literally like tape, put tape down the middle of the backstage, like for them to not cross. Lines. Wow. It'd <laughs> be, wow. be a fight, you know, <laughs> it was like, I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't really know what it was all about. But um, do you think yeah. it
3: could have had a lot to do with maybe Dave's ego, perhaps? Yeah. <laughs> <That's>,
4: <laughs> I, I, I was gonna it, say that's probably I, I a
1: likely
3: cause.
4: <laughs> yeah. I don't know much about the She's guy. Like, I don't
3: know. know listen. I, yeah, I don't
4: really. She's like, I I really I'm still friends know.
1: with some of these people, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry. I mean,
4: <laughs> no
3: disrespect, <I> mean, but. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah i really didn't you know i i did like you know of course i love uh, metallica and I, I love pantera i love uh, i like more i like i like sleep you know what i like i like sleep i like really heavy like kind of doom stuff and yeah. I, I don't know what and i like all kinds of stuff i i i, I don't really yeah so um like a death are not really a band like i didn't have their records and stuff you know what i mean I, I didn't really know about them that much but uh but yeah it was like there was definitely some. Uh, some tension there, but not not with us. <laughs> not with Light
0: Zombie. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about them. I I, I in high school, um, I didn't listen to a lot of Megadeth in high school, but I did like in the '90s when like Cryptic Writings came out and stuff. I definitely picked up on them a little more than I had in high school. I really enjoyed that album a lot, but I don't know what it was. In, in high school, they didn't really. Uh, I was introduced to metal in high school. I think a lot of people were, but they weren't just. They just weren't one yeah. of the bands that. Uh, that I think were, we're thrown at me. Speaking, I'm
3: pretty sure... I, I, I was introduced to metal at a young age. Oh, I know you were. Probably right out of the womb. Well, <laughs> well no. I, I was <laughs> like about, about eight years old when I was introduced to... I was actually introduced to Kiss as my first metal band. My, mm-hmm. cousin gave, oh, yeah. my cousin gave me uh, eight tracks of Kiss Alive and Alive 2. There you go. And I went home and I just listened and absorbed everything that I could in, that, in those albums.
1: It was <laughs> just... Yeah,
4: I, it, I totally get that. (laughs) I mean, Kiss were pretty awesome. I definitely remember enjoying them in grade school. Um, God, I just had another band that was very influential. I forgot about (laughs) it. will come back to me. Oh, well, the Ramones. Like, I I, I went to the record store and saw this cassette, It's Alive, and, you know, that Ramones cassette, like, live recording, and, you know, I was... I was in fifth or sixth grade. I don't know. Anyway, I saw that and I was like, "What's this?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, that's. I kind of. I have like three bands. I call my holy trinity, and it's it's like Ramones, Cramps, and Motorhead. Those are those are definitely the most influential that's a, that's bands. That's a good for a that's a good,
3: you know, that's good choice. Yeah.
0: Now you yeah. you've mentioned the Cramps a couple. You played with them for a brief stint, right? Like you went on tour with them briefly, right?
4: I did. Yeah, I did, and I was really nervous to do that because I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to fuck up and like you know get on their bad side or something. I don't know. Like they, they go through bass players like crazy, so I was like, oh boy. So the first time they asked me, I said no, and I said, oh, I'm busy. I can't, you know. And then uh, the second time they asked me, I was like, well, you know, they're probably not going to ask me a third time, so I better say yes. But I, it was just for one tour, and uh, it was a Halloween tour going up the east, the, uh, the west coast, and um, it was it was great. Uh, it was. Just amazing. They get to hang out with lux and Ivy every night after after the show. We'd have some wine and hear stories and you know like, they're they're incredible, very interesting people. I um, just
0: I just love that she's she's how how long have you been playing bass? Like do you think total give or take?
4: How long have I been playing yeah, bass? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Good Lord.
0: Okay. I don't, that's, I don't know. I guess I like twenty. That's a fair answer. 20, 20 we'll take 30, 30, that. Twenty she, or thirty years. Yeah. So long she can't remember, and and's been nominated long for long Grammys time. twice, and she was scared to play with the Cramps.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Three times. She Three was, times. A, she was afraid with, she would well, screw she, up. <laughs> you know, to me, like you know, that that's important <laughs> to me. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> let, uh, let, let me ask idea. you this.
3: Okay, now you've played with the Cramps, and you did do a tour with the Ramones. Did you ever get to play with Motorhead?
4: Um, no, but I saw Lemmy a lot living in Hollywood. Um, if you wanted to see Lemmy, all you had to do was go to the rainbow. Right. He had to to the, spec- the the
3: the, the corner booth. What? Like the corner of the bar. Always,
4: yeah. He's always on the pinball machines too, like That's in the cool. back. So. But but then, uh, you know, it would get awkward because I could never understand what he was saying. (laughs) So I would just kind of nod and go, yeah, yeah, or laugh, you know. But, like, I I just love Lemmy. Like, he's amazing. That's cool. I mean, my my first bass that I, you know, that was uh, worth anything was a a Rickenbacker, you know, and I saved up Mm. for it. uh, when It was uh, my second bass that I had in White Zombie. And uh, that was because of Lemmy. So, yeah.
1: That's cool. Well, uh, I, I personally would be remiss to point out the fact that not only do you have these Grammy nominations, you had your own signature base as well, which yeah. was awesome. The coffin base, I did, is amazing.
4: and I and I do, yeah, I love I it. I
1: wanted one so bad, and I never got one. And they're, they're, they're
4: still just they're, awesome they're looking. They'll still make them. They're just like they're kind of custom made, really, because it's not uh, like that, you know,
1: It's <laughs> <kinda makes sense, laughs> not like yeah.
4: everybody wants a coffin base, but people do, and they get them.
0: Yeah, I it's could, a it's a it's I
4: a guitars. They'll make it for you.
0: Yeah, Matt, I could totally see you with one by the way. Yeah, I hundred percent <laughs> fits you.
4: It's it's a badass piece. I mean it's it's very it has a really heavy tone for, you know, somewhat, yeah.
1: you know, small body. I feel like I played one at a store one time, and then was just like, "I can never afford this," and put it back up on the shelf, and went home and cried.
4: So, I actually never saw the price tag. Are they
1: expensive? I just rub that in. Geez. Like, oh, I never have to pay what? for one.
4: It's not mine. You know? It's got my name on it.
1: Like, I designed it. I don't have to. Yeah, I, well,
4: like, I get them for free. You know, they're my
1: it's
4: as awesome. you should. But, like, I I mean,
1: that's, that's one of the coolest are they, things. Are ever. they? A,
4: are they a lot of money at the bad. time <laughs> when i
1: when i was playing and, and looking at them they they weren't the cheapest thing but i was also very broke so yeah yeah i don't I remember you. the exact price at the time but it was definitely like this is cool to play and put back on the shelf and walk away <laughs> from
4: yeah no no <laughs> believe me i've been there like i said my first yeah. my first guitar was 60 dollars a Tysco, you know and then the, oh, yeah i think that i think everybody's like, first
1: yeah. guitar is you know probably you know, something you found at a garage sale, yep. or a thrift store, or something. Yeah, mine was
3: given to me. Yeah. It was a '67 yeah. Dan Electro, black and white. <laughs>
4: nice, badass. Yeah, it's wow. actually not, it, not it, had, terrible. It, it was you one know, of the, the older retro. ones.
3: It had the um, the lipstick tube shaped pickup mm. in it. Yeah, I don't Sweet. know if, yeah,
0: nice. That's, that's a nice guitar. I've just got my little Fender that I picked up at a garage sale back here. <laughs> well, I didn't want to pay a lot because I wasn't even sure. Like, I was like, all right, I want to learn to play guitar. I was like, I'm not going to spend right. a lot because I might not keep playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting here with an entire closet full of guitars that I don't play. Yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> I know.
0: But you know what you don't have? A, a Grammy, a coffin bass. I'm just saying. Uh, true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, although I do have the uh, coffin case, uh, coffin shaped gig bag oh, for, cool. for bass.
4: Oh I, yeah, I those that. are cool. Yeah, yeah I have I one of those. One of those.
1: Yeah, so that one's too. really
2: fun.
0: You're working your way up, Matt. Well, you'll get. Yeah, that.
1: You'll yeah. There. Eventually, I'll get a, a coffin base to put in it. So.
0: <laughs> we, I got it. We got to ask a little. We got to ask about the book, Matt. We definitely yeah, got to ask about yeah. the book.
4: Okay. So, uh,
1: you wrote a book about being in the band called "I'm with the Band." Uh, can you tell us a little I'm, bit about wait, it? Wait, wait, wait,
4: wait, 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 wait. I'm in the band. I'm in That's the band. That's the whole
3: point. <laughs> I'm in the band.
4: The oh, okay. the groupie was with the band. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm
3: in, I'm with the bandit and at the book by Penny Lane. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, there there may There's be a typo in the notes
4: that I'm Pamela. reading off of.
1: Might need to go to Wikipedia. <laughs> Sorry, and I just had to correct that right off the bat. Yeah, yeah <laughs> somebody like, go messed up Wikipedia apparently. Like, <laughs> all right. Take two on that one. Jay, <laughs> yeah, edit that crap out. <laughs> he's not going to edit it out. Nope. No, <laughs> no he's not. He's not like an idiot. That's not what I do. So. All right. So you wrote a book about being in the band called I'm in the band. Can you tell us a little bit about it and what, what drew you to, uh, put a book out?
4: I just kind of realized I had tons and tons of, um, tour books that I wrote every night and like what, what went down, you know, after the show and what, you know, how, what's going on on the drives and, and, uh, Tons of, like, backstage passes and tons of photos. I was always, you know, I'd, I went to school for photography right. and design, and I I took, I still took tons of photos, you know, even though it was a crappy little camera. I had, like, snapshots of everybody and, you know, having a good time on the road. So, um, yeah, I just actually started just for myself putting it all together and scanning it in on a scanner once I got an actual home where I could have a computer and a <laughs> scanner and all these things. And uh, I started doing that in uh, about... I'm trying to think, what year did I put that out? It was like 2008 or something? Yeah, I think 2008. I was just scanning all this for myself, and I was trying to figure out how to, you know, I was just going to collage things and kind of make a little thing for myself, and somebody was like, you know, other people would probably want to see that, and uh, I I uh, contacted my, my dad's uh, agent. You know, I, t- I tell you, my father was a a writer. He's he's a writer and a Hemingway scholar, so his agent was still in New York city and I was up there a lot. So I just checked in with her and and she goes, Oh yeah, let me see. And so I sent her a few pages of what I was doing and it was just kind of like a little art project for me, you know, just putting together my photos and, you know, like diaries and stuff. And she's like, no, no, no. Yeah. We got to make this a book. And you know, she got me a book deal. And, and next thing you know, they wanted me to like, write. You know, all about <laughs> whatever you're looking at. So then I, I started doing that just a little bit, and like write more, write more. And I was like, all right. And uh, it, it just kind of happened. Yeah, it wasn't cool. wasn't a big plan. Yeah,
0: that's cool. We're lucky it did. I mean, uh, it's 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 a really cool idea. It's like you know, Diaries of the Road almost. We get to see, like, we get to experience a little bit of of the things you got to experience. So it's it's really cool. So we're
3: lucky you did it. Life oh. back, life backstage well, and you. yeah, and on the bus basically. Yeah,
0: it's pretty cool actually. You know, you keep talking so about works. your art. I mean, you, you went to school for art, and you know, photography. And you, I mean, at this point, you're you're somewhat of an accomplished photographer. I mean, you've had a couple gallery showings and things along those lines, and you you design stuff and sell stuff online. Um, we keep asking about your inspirations because you have so many different, you know, different areas you've you've really worked in as far as art goes. Uh, like what inspires you when you when you do your art and your photography you know wh- what sort of things are you drawn to
4: uh it's a good question it's it's really two different um things for me um with the f- photography it's not not always is the case but i, I like to trying to kind of capture something kind of haunting you know i like having black and white film and uh, I, I used to have a, a, an old Polaroid land camera and that's kind of what started it. Um, I, well, I've, I've always been kind of into creepy <laughs> things and graveyards and stuff. And I went and uh found these, you know, just kind of broken down, you know, s- statues and things and parks. And, and I, I just, I'd photograph them with this camera and it would, just would look like a hundred years old and magical, you know, and, and, uh, Kind of just went on that kick, and then I don't know. It's it just developed into, yeah. I'm I'm still showing. I it's like, I don't know. I, I I still do the design too, and I I can't quite pick between the two. But um, the photography has definitely taken me places, and I I got to curate a show in uh, San Francisco with a, a bunch of other musicians that are also photographers. That was fun, and recently I just got flown to Ibiza to have a solo show. So that was just this past summer. So yeah, it's been, uh, exciting and fun and I've sold a lot of work and it's, I, I really enjoy it. You know, the design, the design work is, um, that influence goes back to my early childhood where my parents, again, um, they gave me coloring books that were like MC Escher That's and cool. Peter Max and psychedelic, a lot of psychedelic stuff. And, uh, I would just go nuts, you know, with a coloring books. So then, then I just started drawing and making my own, you know, these psychedelic patterns and stuff. And uh, I forgot all about that. And uh, I think right around, I think it was around the same time I did the book, but uh, my, my dad had already passed away early and then my mom passed away in 2007 or eight. And uh, I just, I don't know, it's almost like I regressed, but I just started doing all these drawings, uh, these psychedelic drawings like I used to when I was like, you know, six, seven, eight years old and uh, kind of had like a little, I don't know, a little poochie influence or something. Not, I mean, I don't even, I didn't really even know about poochie. I like, oh, kind of looks like poochie, but it, <laughs> I, it, I think it's more of what I said earlier, you know. But, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just something I started doing and then, yeah, it turned into scarves and then pillows and that wallpaper. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's going well.
0: That's that's pretty awesome stuff. What we've learned here today is you are a giver.
4: (laughs) You you
0: give to
3: the world. (laughs) Art and photography and music. (laughs) Now, I have seen in the past that you've done, um, you have done a couple conventions, like horror movie conventions. Yeah. Um, Do you still do those?
4: Um, I haven't in a while. It's a... it it's it's been fun. I've been you know, I've I, I got asked to do a few and I thought, Oh, you know, I can bring my books and I can, you know, bring some stuff out and you know, that that kind of thing. It was and it was fun and you know, it I but it's um it can be a little, you know, exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kinda of, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. It's kind of like very draining to you gotta for eight hours. I know what Spanky's up to. <laughs> <laughs> huh? with, I said,
0: I know what Spanky's up to. We have friends that uh, that run a horror con here uh, in the uh, Cincinnati area. They do a uh, Horror Hound Weekend, and I know what he's doing. He's trying to get I, you.
3: To- <laughs> I, I, I was just trying to, you know, get a future guest for Nathan. I mean, <laughs>
4: it's
3: like um, I know what he's I'm.
4: <laughs> you know, it, you, I'll, I'll never say never. You know, I, I might do it again. I, I did. I did one here with. With Phil and Selmo, is Well, I mean, we 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 each had our own booth, but we we're kind of like side by side. That was fun, you know. It's it kind of depends on the circumstances yeah. and, and all that, you know. But but yeah, I've just been so busy and uh, traveling a lot lately, so I haven't really been doing that in a while.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to, yeah, <laughs> we know, yeah, we, we know thank someone. You. Yeah, we know we know a there few people one. in the, they in have the a, business. Never a pretty big one out out here. Actually, they do it. Um, Few times a year, and sometimes in Cincinnati, sometimes in Columbus, sometimes in uh, Indianapolis. So they take a Okay. Out. Yeah, they're, they're
4: where 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 exactly are you all based?
0: So Spanky and I are in Cincinnati, and okay. uh, Matt's out in Kansas City. So
4: hmm.
3: yeah,
0: Missouri, cool. the
1: good the good one. <laughs> Kansas, Kansas City yeah, in he's a KCMO, not KCK.
5: <laughs> yeah, we've we uh, uh, oddly <laughs>
0: enough um, we we physically met. For the fr- well, not Spanky and I. We've known each other for a long time, but uh, we the first time we met Matt in person was at a horror a horror, horror, horror convention. So yeah. you know, we've been friends ever since. We've been friends for a long time, and that uh, we get to we get to that's great. We get to have these experiences and, and you know and enjoy friendship even though we don't live anywhere near each other. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, so yeah, awesome. We'll take it. Uh, we we obviously we would keep you. Way longer, we but we don't want to keep you much. I mean, Spanky would probably talk to you all night if he oh, could. I, I easily could. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, easily. it's it's been a ton of fun. Like the yeah. the problem is when we get to talk to people and we try to ask questions, we where we let them go. Like we want to hear what you have to say, and we want to hear about the people you've worked with and the experiences you've had because that's what's fun for us. The problem is you guys always talk about cool people like the freaking Ramones and we're like how do we not talk more about that you we want to so. ask
4: a thousand questions about each question <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough It's tough. Like, uh, well I enjoyed the interview very much thank you we, I mean
0: it was I was way excited um, when we got a hold of you and you said you'd come on I was like this is going to be great so I i thoroughly enjoyed the interview I thought it was you were, you were way fun to talk to so I had a blast I,
3: I actually got a—I got a question for you with, with the spelling of your name did you ever get your name mispronounced as a child? That's a weird question. But I, a weird I have question. to ask this but because yeah. my name is my name is spelled the oh, same Oh, He way. means your first name,
0: by the way. He means oh, Sean. <laughs>
3: I mean Sean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because no. I, I always got called either Sean or CN. They always butchered my name. Yeah. i have to tell them no, it's Sean. And it's the yeah. correct way to spell it, and if anybody tells you any other way, they're wrong.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. it's It's uh, been a difficult thing throughout my life, especially with the assault for a middle name. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, uh, I would uh, think,
0: yeah. too, you're a girl, they probably think, well, it must be pronounced different, right? Right. <laughs> so they or it's short try. for Shauna or something. Yeah, they you probably know? try all kinds of stuff, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I get yeah. the same problem. What, with my name being Jason and all, and nobody ever gets it. No, just, <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this one? Yeah, I was kind of wondering myself. <laughs> I was going nowhere, guys. Nowhere. <laughs> well, I can at
3: least say I share something oh, with one you, of our you, guests. You can, you can. <laughs> but I, I do want to say, you know, I got one last question for you. Can you okay. tell our listeners? you know, where they can find your work online and is there somewhere they can see your art and where they can follow you?
4: Um, yes, let's see. I have, um, my photography site is shawneesult.com and my design website is com, and that is with a Y, Y-S-E-U-L-T, <laughs> designs.com. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm keeping busy with. I, of so course will. Follow me there. I actually have yeah, a whole we'll new website notes. that's coming out soon. That is just going to be shiny and it'll have links to all those things. Plus some white zombie stuff and other things. So that, that should be, that should be out pretty soon, like in a week.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, if you want, I'll follow up with you over email and I'll gladly put notes in our uh, notes in the show or, Links link in, in the, the show notes. notes. Thank you. Link will be in the show oh, notes. Oh, that'd be cool. I got there.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: <laughs> it, took me a it took you. I got there. took you, But you made it. And, and by the way, it was a total leading question. We were we were already on some of those sites looking at the photos and stuff. We were kind of geeking out at some of the the photos we saw in there because they were amazing. You know, they were pictures. amazing. They really were.
1: Yeah, um, personal oh, personal you. favorite. Okay, yeah. The I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. The Soirée de Evolution. That one with all the skulls. I would I'm love to have that in my house.
4: Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you I yeah, mean I like all the stuff
1: that's in that. the picture in my house you know. <laughs> Not just the <laughs> picture the actual. I could have it hanging on the wall as well which would be great, just like yeah. hey, here's a picture of yeah. all this cool stuff it's oh, it's amazing. They're,
4: they're, they're, the, the prints are four feet by six feet. They're huge. Oh, wow. <laughs> man! I mean, there's, I another, there's another smaller size available, but the show, all of them were four feet by six feet with big, huge golden frames. It was really oh, decadent. Matt,
3: that, that needs to go awesome. in
4: your
0: studio, man.
3: That should actually. <laughs> <That's> totally, <laughs> I have that behind sounds you. Sounds like I might have found some new pictures for my music <laughs> <Yeah>. room. <laughs> green, I'll green screen it in behind me. There you the, go. You know, video.
1: Well, awesome. <laughs> uh, again, yeah, it's, no. I, I genuinely, really, really like that. That's really cool. Yeah,
0: like I said, we were kind of geeking out over it earlier, just talking about like, like you know, have you guys checked out her photos? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we we're looking at them. They're like really killer. So we enjoyed oh, that. I too. I appreciate that. Yeah. So again, <laughs> we really enjoyed talking to you, and we really appreciate you giving us some time. We don't, we don't want to keep you all night, but uh, thank you so much for coming on. We thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. Yes, one, so. thank you.
4: I
5: enjoyed it
0: also. Thanks, guys. And uh, let yeah. me know when it's done. So.
5: <laughs> yeah, will do. Drop us a line. Our awesome email is your mixed state podcast at gmail.com. You can always leave us a voicemail, too. 513-HERAD-77. That's 513-437-2377. Hit hey, you should be checking out the website because it's awesome. www.themixtapepod.com Bios, upcoming interviews, links to shows and past guests, recipes. No, no, seriously. There's there's like a recipe for pastry crack which is just awesome stuff. You, You need to go check it out. Plus, you'll find ways to follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and our fan page on Facebook Tapeworms Fans of the Mixtape Podcast Seriously The website is awesome And if you go there You'll be awesome too www.themixtapepod.com
0: Alright So there you go There was our interview That was a uh, fucking good time man Really good time. Yeah. I I love that Spanky tells a story. I've known Spanky. I met you in nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. I met you, and mm-hmm. I I've heard lots of stories yeah, right after
3: you graduated. I've heard lots of stories, but you've I, never heard experienced the, a few. You've never heard the white zombie story. I've
0: never heard that story before. It's a great story. It's a great story. I think um, it'd be great.
3: It, it was. I, Go, go. I've been to a lot of concerts, and I've had a lot of experiences, but that experience is, like I said in the interview, that is one of the ones that sticks out in my mind the most.
0: I think it would have been great if after we, you told the story, and she's like, oh, that's awesome. You went, yeah, I just made all that shit up. <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm just, just fucking with you. No, it's a great story, man. It's a great story. Uh, again, she was great to talk to. I love that, you know, that she holds the memories she holds about the band so much. So, you know, like she said, she put the book together and everything. The, the, uh, the, the book is available. I think you can get it on Amazon, but you know, she spent her years just like taking photographs and documenting everything that went on with the band. She has a great like recollection of all these things. You know, she seems like she was just so honored to get to work with all the bands they've worked with over the years. You know, obviously we talk about Pantera a few times in there, and all the different musicians like Dimebag and stuff that she's you know Lemmy and people that she's got to meet and work with over the years that we you know it's just kind of a really cool thing that she had these experiences and that she remembers them so vividly and that she shared them with us so we really appreciated our time with her it was uh,
3: and, and for her to be a a metal bass player in a pretty much male dominated oh yeah. profession I mean she definitely I will I've said it back in the 90s and I still say it today that she definitely showed that she earned her spot on that stage oh, 100% with everybody. yeah
0: yeah and you're not wrong I mean it is a we we've, we've talked about this a lot I mean it is a male dominated market and when you get to you get these uh, a few females that manage to break in here or there. And when they do, they're always like appreciated and, and you do, do cool stuff. And it makes you kind of wonder why, like why there aren't more uh, women in the, in the genre. And I don't know if it's just a, a genre that tends to attract males more. I don't, maybe that's a, it's probably has a lot to say about it, but um, it's gotta be tough. It's gotta be tough. Cause you know, when she's out there doing this stuff, she's—you got to keep up with them, you know. It's got to be like I'm—I'm I'm around dudes all the freaking time, you know. She's gonna have to keep up, and she's gonna have to put them in their place sometimes, I would imagine, because so, you know how we guys act. <laughs> so, On occasion, we yeah, we yeah. tend to act up a lot. Well, um, I hope everybody enjoyed doing that interview as much as I did, and I hope all you—I mean, guys, you're
3: starting to see—you're starting to see more. Uh, women in the metal genre but it, it's they're they're starting to break through that wall that the that, that the males dominated this genre and they're gonna they're gonna make their place in the world
0: I hope, so. you know, I hope so
3: yeah I hope we I'd see I'd say more, and that more Sean kind of helped lay a little bit of that groundwork back in the 90s for them
0: yeah I would agree with that and i like I said I hope we start seeing more and more um it's a weird thing because whenever we do see uh, like women in in the world of metal, as we call it, that they, they, they tend to do really well and they tend to have a huge fan base. And, <clears throat> but it, like, even if we go back and we won't, we won't go too in depth in this, but we've talked about it like in early episodes of the shows and stuff. Like if you go way back, I mean, we, we, we've, we've shown the groundwork moving up through the sixties and the seventies and the eighties. But even in the eighties, when you had all the hair metal groups and stuff, you had, you know, Lita Ford and Joan Jett, And then then
1: most of the bands just looked like women.
0: (laughs) And most of the bands looked like Lita Ford and Joan Jett, but weren't. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's not wrong. right? I remember seeing the- Then you
3: had the guys in Poison that everybody thought was That's what I was going to say. I remember seeing
0: the cover for Look What the Cat Dragged In and going, who are these girls? (laughs) And I'm like, oh.
1: I mean, hell, even in Hanson. (laughs) Mm, Bop.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not wrong about that either. <laughs> oh God, no, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, had a blast. Had a blast talking to her. It was so not, it was just cool having her on the show. Um, like you said, we, all that we are just we keep getting to meet these really cool ass people, and I feel kind of blessed for it. So, uh, Sean, thank you, and Spanky, I wasn't talking to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, very
3: big thank you to Sean as well. Yeah, thank yeah. you so
0: much for coming on the show, and
3: thank you for everything
0: you've done, and thank all the artists for everything they've done. As is always, we do highly recommend you go check out all the people we feature here on the show. Go listen to their music. Uh, go buy some of her artwork. Buy some of her photography. I can tell you that yeah. uh, Matt was pretty intrigued by some of her photos. So yes, I was. Yeah, Matt's like I Fantastic. want the picture and everything featured in it. So so yeah. Go over, check that stuff out. Um, (laughs) I know I made it sound dirty, but it's not. (laughs) It's a lot of
1: dead stuff.
3: (laughs) Still making it sound dirty. sounds worse. (laughs) Matt, you Um, got a little problem of necrophilia that you want to... No. He hasn't gone that far yet. Let everybody know about this. It's not a problem.
0: (laughs) Who said it was a problem? (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's it uh guys please go check out our website like we said if you can please subscribe to the youtube channel we would greatly appreciate it um you can always write us your mixtape podcast at gmail.com leave us a voicemail drop us a message on twitter or facebook or um that other place instagram that we're on as well Uh, keep checking out our youtube or tiktok videos uh we'll update you more youtube's coming up real soon so we'll update you more as that comes around uh always 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 listen to the shows that we talk about uh you know all of our friend casts out there there are links to a bunch of different podcasts on our show notes every week we do highly recommend you check them out if you're looking for something new um they're all a great group of people that's why we recommend them so go check out all the shows we list on our show notes I think that's it. I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything to add? Because, you know, I don't like. Uh, Real
3: quick, one more last thing. Um, I've said it on the last couple shows. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. If you are a wrestling fan, please go check them out. Get your wrestling merchandise there.
0: Uh, Support
3: your local wrestlers. They will be. You can find some of their merchandise on there as well. So go check them out and buy some stuff.
0: I don't know why more places don't do that. That's kind of cool. Like, like, you know, not just for wrestling, but other places need to do that. Like, places that sell, like, music and then support, like, their local band stuff, too. Like, that's a cool idea. I like that. I appreciate that.
3: Thank you for doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm always about <laughs> supporting local.
0: Yeah, I like that, too. With some of the smaller guys trying to work their way up, it's really cool to give them a little love. Like yeah, they. I mean, love. if you
3: think about it, it kind of all ties in, you know, with, with like, a... Uh, the musicians and everything, you know, they all started somewhere. Right,
0: all right. And So, so it's,
3: you know, you support your local bands or your local wrestlers or local whatever and help them become big and make a name for themselves. Yeah. Because they're just trying to survive like everybody else. Yeah,
0: probably a lot of them are struggling to survive, so go help them out. Do it, because we said to here on The Mixtape.
3: Yeah. Support your local businesses.
0: Like The Mixtape. By buying some swag (laughs) Uh, and subscribing to the YouTube channel. Nice little segue there, There Jake. Yeah, thanks. I was, I was. uh, Thanks, thanks. I've been practicing. Um, All right, that's it. Uh, Spank dog. Thanks for coming on and doing the interview with us, man. I know we had to twist your arm to get you to do it. Um, came kicking He's his like, screen. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you are to for that one. I was
3: actually nervous. I don't want to do this interview. You're gonna do it, okay?
0: I was go. nervous to send him the text to tell him we got her on the show. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna. Because be like, he'd drop his phone and never work again, too. and you never hear back. Did you? Did you? Did you run into the other room like, "Julie,
5: guess what? Julie, guess what?
0: Guess what? Guess what? Guess what?" She's like, "I am on the phone." It's like. He slaps it out of her hand. (laughs) Guess what? (laughs) All right, guys. uh, Put that phone down. Come back next week when we have a whole nother episode of this here show. Next week, uh, I don't think it's an interview. I think I know which episode's going out. We'll tease on it on our social media. So if you want to know, you can go over and check that out. Got some more interviews coming down the line uh, along with some other cool surprises. So like I said, Good way to know some of the teasers is by following us on all those social medias. We tease stuff on there, but just stick around. We do ask that you subscribe to the show if you can, and if you are uh, in one of those locations where you can leave us a review, that would be
1: awesome if you did that. Please do. And please share. Rate us as high as you see fit. (laughs) No, don't do that. Do it higher. (laughs) Yeah, higher than you see fit. Higher than you think we deserve. Lie to the Lie to the Spotify gods. Lie to the
0: Spotify gods. All right. Uh, we appreciate sky's
3: it. Sky's the limit, people.
0: We will talk to you guys soon. And remember, until next time we speak on this here show, always stay, stay awesome. awesome.